Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. I'm going to kind of preach for effect this morning, so we'll minister to you at the end of the message. Some messages, some messages that you teach or preach are conducive to that. You know, that you want to teach the message, then people respond to the message by faith and receive from God, especially as we are teaching on these power sources. Amen. So let's not forget what we're studying. You know, we took a scripture out of 1 Corinthians there that, that our faith would not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And that's what we need, church. We don't need a philosophy or we don't need a, you know, a theology. We need the power of God in manifestation, especially if we're going to navigate these crazy days in front of us. Amen. All of us in our health, our finances, many of you are raising children, grandchildren. I mean, we need the power of God. There's nothing worse than powerless Christianity. I mean, it's just dead. There's nothing to it. Amen? At least with Buddhism or something, they have some pretty mountains and some, you know, some nice mountains to go with it and some, uh, one of those places where they go the, and take vows of silence. But, you know, the church ought to be alive with power and the people of God ought to be alive with power. Amen? So as we've been looking at the power sources, now there, I know that there's, you know, the power of agreement, power of all these different things, but, you know, we looked at three, which I think if you have a, if you have a good working knowledge of these three, you're going to be fine. And that's the power of the Word of God, or I like to say it like this, His mighty Word of power. You say, why? Because God Himself draws His power from His own Word. Without His Word spoken, there's no power. But once He releases that Word, there's enough power to create the universe and keep it in order. Wow, I say there's a little power in the Word, amen. Then there's the power of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said you will, will, uh, will receive power once the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now, he was speaking of the baptism in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, amen. But that does not discount the power of salvation. My goodness, salvation, because of the newness of life, your life changed. You don't go to the places you used to. You don't put the same things in your body you used to. You don't think the way you used Why? Power. But then God says, I want some power on you too so you can function in this world with the power of God in your life. So there's the power of the Word, the power of the Spirit, and then there's the power of the name of Jesus. That's what we're studying right now. So last week we kind of brought the teaching of the power of the name of Jesus up into its three different ways in which He got His power or that name got its power. Now, we saw the need of that or the relevance in that in, in being a witness to the miracle at the gate, beautiful, there in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, which we are a witness to in Scripture. Amen? I mean, it happened. Now, in that setting, as we apply all biblical, not theological, all biblical principles to that setting, we see that the Holy Spirit inspiring the writer of the book of Acts, Dr. Luke, to write in such a way at this point in time when this miracle manifested, if there was a need for revelation of gifts of the Spirit, a need for revelation of any other thing, don't you think the Spirit of God would have given it to us? Well, of course He would have. But what did the Spirit of God want us to know? This is the most important thing. What did the Spirit of God buy putting it in Scripture, inspiring Dr. Luke to write it. What did he want us to know? He wanted us to know it's this simple. It's his name through faith in his name. Now, did you get that? 
See, we take that for granted when we hear that and we think, oh, well, we got faith in the name when really in reality, we have heard the name, we have adhered to the name, we have responded to the name for salvation, we use the name in prayer, but we've not gone into the scriptures and really sought the, sought the revelation of the name that imparts the power. So we see three different ways Jesus got his name. We're going to study conquest today. He got it through victory. Amen? But he also had it conferred upon him, and he also got it through inheritance, two important ways that also put it into our lives. But I'm telling you, this, 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 this one we're going to study this morning, he got it through conquest. I said he got it through conquest. Ephesians 1 this morning is where we want to begin. And the reason that's so important is his victory is ours. Now, let's just say this, because I, I, I have fought this uh, uh, this coming April, I guess, will be 39 years of ministry we've completed. So for 39 years, uh, we have kind of fought this. And that is this sovereign thinking that, well, you know, God can do anything. He can heal anybody. Uh, he can change anyone's life. He can do, uh, he, can, he can break through anyone's fight. He can do anything he wants to if he wants to do it. So the question is not really in the ability of God to do it. The question is, will he do it? Well, see, we've already answered that question in this answer. Yes, he's already done it. Then he's given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. And he's also given us everything we need to do what Peter said we needed to do in Acts chapter 3, excuse me, in Acts chapter 2. And that is to save ourselves from this wicked and untoward generation. And church, if we're going to save ourselves from what's coming at us right now, we're going to have to have the power of the word, the power of the name of Jesus, and the power of the Holy Ghost active and working in our lives. Amen? Now, in conquest, let's, let's preempt this by saying this. There was no reason. There was no reason for Jesus Christ of Nazareth to defeat the devil. He was never the master of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now, I'm speaking of Jesus in his humanity right now. We'll talk about his deity in a moment. But in his humanity, he was not born with that fallen nature. He was not subject to the sin nature. He was tempted as we were, but yet without sin, which means that yes to that sin motivation was not in him. Therefore, he was not subject to the adversary. And, and we know that the, that the enemy recognized that because anytime Jesus was in the presence of a demon, there was instant submission of that demon. Instant submission. Instant submission. Did you know that's how it should be with you? That when you're in the presence of any demon power, that demon should instantly submit to you. Why? Because Jesus did not defeat the devil for himself. He did not need to. At no point in the vast expanse of eternity did Satan ever have any preeminence over the Godhead at all. So here's the, here's the beauty of it. Here's the love of it. He came and did it for us. He defeated, now listen to me, he defeated Satan and the devil, every demon power, and everything that they produce. So that we, as his church on the earth, in his name, can demonstrate that defeat in our lifetime. That's what God wants us doing, demonstrating the defeat of Satan. Now, before we read the scripture, we sang that little song in Sunday school when I was a kid. Oh, be careful, little eyes what you see, ears what you hear. 
Father up above looking down in love. A lot of material out there you can read. You can get on the internet. You can study. And a lot right now is being, is being touted. And, and it happens. Uh, our old pastor, Brother Goodwin, said this happens about every 15 years. And I've watched it in my own ministry. They'll always raise up this super hyper deliverance type of ministry in which, you know, you got to get rid of this devil and this devil and this devil. In reality, that's, uh, that is an insult to redemption and an insult to the name of Jesus. You say, now, why is that? No believer should ever be involved in any activity trying to defeat the devil. You say, why? He's already defeated. He's not only defeated, he's in submission and subjection, uh, subjection to us by the name of Jesus, by the word of God, and by the power of the Holy Ghost. I like a, uh, something I read in one of Smith Wigglesworth's book. He was a man mightily used of God up until the, up until, I believe he died in 1948. But he heard a noise down in his basement. And he went down in his basement and Satan manifested himself with all this. He said it was, a, you could smell it, you could see it. And he said, all I did was walk down there, take one look, say, oh, it's just you. Turn around and go back up the stairs. Now that should be your attitude even if the devil himself appears in front of you. You say, why? Because you are more than a conqueror. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the earth. You have the preeminence by the word, by the power of the Holy Ghost and the name of Jesus. And there's no reason for the devil to intimidate you. You should be intimidating him. When you get up in the morning, the devil ought to run and start terror from you. Now, Ephesians chapter 1, these powerful prayers that we pray around here, let's, for time's sake, how's my time? Verse 18, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. One translation says, more light added to the light that you have. That's Ephesians chapter 1 in the prayer there, verse 18. That you may know, that word know is the word experience, what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance, of his inheritance, of his inheritance in the saints. Oh, that's a shouting verse there. His inheritance that belongs to you. His inheritance in the saints. His inheritance that belongs to you. Oh, come on, church. My goodness. Now, here we go. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought or demonstrated in Christ now notice this when he raised him from the dead now notice raised him from the dead now notice and set him at his own right hand the place of authority the place of power at his own right hand in heavenly places Amen? Now notice, I love the next scripture. Far above. Far above. Oh, glory. Far above all principality and power and might. Now notice this. And dominion and every name. Woohoo! Every name that is named not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. So we start lining up the names, lining up the names, lining up the names, lining up the names. We're going to get to the top, lining up the names, lining up the names on the earth, lining up the names in the universe. We're going to get to the top, lining up the names in the scene, lining up the names in the unseen. Go get to who's at the top? Jesus. Jesus is at the top. How? Through conquest. 
he went into hell. And in hell, he suffered in a time period of three days and three nights. But after three days and three nights, the Spirit of God, the very Spirit of God that is in you went into hell. And in the region of greatest darkness, there was an explosion of light and life that hit Jesus Christ of Nazareth and he rose from eternal separation from God. Let me try that again. He rose from eternal separation from God. You say, how can that happen? Because the Bible says death was not beholding to hold him. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Says in 1 John, for this reason was the Son of God manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. That word means to loosen and to dissolve. And I'm telling you, when Jesus rose from the dead, he loosened and dissolved every bondage of mankind, every sickness, every disease, every problem that man could ever have and restored man back to the favor that he had when man created the garden. And instead of the garden being something that man lives in, now the garden is something that lives in man. And you are God's husbandry. You are God's garden. And God is trying to grow a harvest on the inside of you. Glory to God. (laughs) Go real quick before I get too happy. Go to Colossians chapter 1. Oh, I'll tell you, this stuff is, this stuff, listen, why, why, do, why, does, why do we minor on the majors and major on the we, we need to just live in this stuff. It's so simple, but it's so profound and it's so powerful. I listened to some stuff the other day, I thought, and after I listened to it for a little bit, you know, I'll drive, I was going somewhere, I was driving, and sometimes when I get within the distance of, of the big 1030 gospel station out of Corpus Christi, I'll listen. There's a lot of different denominational preachers. And so I listened to two or three and I thought to myself, my God, they, they don't have a clue of what's going on. There's no, there's no awakening in them of the day and the hour in which they live. And there's no awakening in them of the, of the importance of everything the body of Christ needs now to be the overcomer that God's called us to be. Not to be a bunch of apathetic people that just meet in a building and sing some songs every week, but people who are actually militant in the things of God and believing for souls, believing the sick to get healed, believing the oppressed to get, get delivered, and believing God to win a city. Colossians chapter 1, Jesus got his name through conquest. Another beautiful prayer in Colossians. I pray this one too. It begins in verse uh, 9. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, cease not to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath, past tense, all redemptive truths are past tense. That means God's not going to do it, he's done it. Our faith takes a hold of what God has done. Giving thanks to the Father, which hath made us meet or able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Who hath, God hath delivered us from the power of darkness. God hath delivered us from the power of darkness. 
and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Now in closing, let me say this. When Jesus rose from the dead, he rose victorious over death, over hell, over the grave, over, over uh, iniquity, over the trespass of man, amen, over, 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 over any disease, over, over any problem humanity would have upon the earth. God brought the answer in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in Colossians, the apostle Paul writes to us and says, who, the who there is God, God hath delivered us. God hath delivered us. God hath delivered us from the what? From the power of darkness. Now, what is darkness? Darkness is anything that is of the devil. Darkness is anything that is of the demonic realm. Darkness, sickness is darkness. Poverty is darkness. Depression is darkness. Addiction is darkness. All these dark, dark, dark things, the devil's trying to make them look like light, but they're not light. They're still darkness. But we've been delivered. Hath, 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 hath. Hath. You say, how's that happen? By the power in the name of Jesus. When you said yes to Jesus, when you were born again, downloaded into your spirit man was the very resurrection power that raised Christ from the dead. And that power on the inside of you can do anything. Anything you can believe it to do. Anything the word can reveal and anything the word you can believe, you can have in Jesus' name. And when the devil starts trying to, you know how he'll do Make himself bigger than he really is. Amen. There was a Twilight Zone episode. I hadn't seen it in years. But there was a UFO that landed on these people's roof. And they were freaking out. You know, that these spacemen were going to get them, you know. And so they heard all these noises and all this. But at the end of the show, they went down there. And this little thing was about this big. And all these little aliens were about that big, and they were all they were all freaking out on how scared they were of those of those. Listen, the Bible says when you see him, not talking about God, not talking about Jesus. It says when you see the devil. This is in Isaiah 14. It says you will hedge him about with thorns. That's an ancient term that means you will enclose them with the information that you have. It says you will know him, you will see him, and you will say, is this the one that caused the nations to trembling and became a a cup of trembling among the nations? This is the one, this defeated one, this empty one, this one that has no power, this one that is in darkness, this is the one that gave me all the problems all those years? Well, you don't have to wait to get to heaven to see him. You can see him right now, already defeated, already under your feet, and when you begin to use the name of Jesus to demonstrate his defeat... You're going to come into a whole new grace. Now let me close with this. The name of Jesus is above every name. And the name of Jesus is your greatest tool in fighting the war of your mind. When that thought comes, it's come as a temptation of the enemy to see if you will entertain it. Because if you will entertain it, he'll add more to it. And one thing that's unique about the devil is he can give you enough knowledge it'll turn into a feeling. If you listen to him, come on church, you know that. You've seen it happen. You let him talk to you over and over and over and over. Next thing you know, your emotions will get wrapped up in that stuff. 
But man, that's when you need to turn and say, in the name of Jesus, you lying devil, you're under my feet. Jesus destroyed you 2,000 years ago. I'm in him. The Bible says that he spoiled principalities and powers. He made a show of them openly. For this reason was the Son of God manifest. And I want to remind you, devil, of that explosion of light that took place 2,000 years ago down there in your seat of authority. I I remind you of your defeat. I remind you of your destruction. And I remind you, you have no power over me in Jesus' name. His victory is ours. His conquest is ours. There is no, listen church, listen, because this is going to be, preachers are going to be just shoving this down your throat. Beware of this. There is no great battle taking place in the unseen realm. There is no great struggle against darkness and light. There is, listen, there is, no great, there is no great armies of hell and angels of God fighting a war around this earth. That is a lie from the devil. He made, he's trying to make you think he's something more than he is. But let me tell you, when Jesus rose from the grave, rose from the dead, rose from death, rose from eternal separation from God, rose up out of every sickness and disease, rose up out of every addiction and depression, rose up and then defeated every demon that ever tries to propagate a bit of that, he forever secured and established your victory for eternity. We've been preconditioned and predisposed to death and destruction by our first birth. The effort to educate and raise us raised us in a fallen system. But then we got born again. And we got into a new family. And we became part of a new nation. A royal priesthood. Amen? Now, at the close of this dispensation, I truly believe that just as in the human condition, 6,000 years of iniquity working in man has produced mankind now in the ridiculous state of sin and iniquity that he's in. It's almost silly to hear some of the things they say. But I believe the same thing has happened in the spirit where there has been, quote, a building toward the end of revelation. Listen, they, didn't, they don't have revelation like this in, in, in 1900. They didn't have revelation like this in the 50s. They had great miracle ministries all over, the, all over the United States operating in the power of God that was unbelievable and had very little revelation. But now in the last days, where's the heart of God in the last days? In the church. Jesus is coming back for what? A glorious church without spot or equal. And one of the things that makes his church glorious is the power of his name when it comes to defeating darkness. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. Now to deliver, I've got to come to you. I mean, you're going home, maybe you live on the mainland, you're headed home and you get to the top of the causeway and you hear a you got a flat tire. I know Pastor Rusty lives around here somewhere. I'm going to call him up. So you call me up and say, Pastor, could you come deliver me? I'm on the causeway with a flat tire. And I say, well, I'll pray. Well, that ain't going to do you any good. I'm going to have to leave where I'm at and I'm going to have to come to where you are, where the problem is. So what did God do? In the person of his son, Jesus, the holy word of God in manifestation, he came to where we are. Why? Why? so that he might translate us. What is translation? It's bringing us to where he is. 
and where he is is who we are. Let me try that again. It might not be good English, but where he is is who we are. Where he is, where is he? He is at the right hand of the Father, at the place of authority and power. He is the one that oversees the power of the word, the power of his name, and the power of the Holy Ghost. It is the very power and essence of Almighty God, the creator of all things. And he's put that on the inside of us. Come on, church. And we struggle with all these little petty things we struggle with when we ought to be rising up more than conquerors in this generation, more than any other generation. Because we've got all the residue of all those moves of God rolling into our lives. Then we've got this new one that we're supposed to blaze. I think we're in a pretty good place. I think we're in a pretty good place if we just keep seeking Him. Because He is our power, He is our strength, He is our salvation, our healing, our joy. And I'm telling you, the world is going to live these days out in stark terror. I saw something very, we got up because it was raining pretty hard at our house and I wanted to know what the rain was going to do when I was coming to church. And they, this, this poor guy that was killed in Memphis. And so I, I saw the initial report uh, a couple of days ago. But then this morning, it's like they have taken that thing and made a production out of it. When I saw it, I mentioned earlier, I said, this is, this is not reporting the news. This is taking a horrible, horrible tragedy and making a production out because it was about what, Leah? About seven to ten minute thing and it was a production. It was, it, was, it was aimed at us to create a feeling or an attitude. That's what's going on in the earth. That, 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 that's kind of profound, but I'm telling you, that's what's going on in the earth. Guard your heart. Speak the name of Jesus. Study the word of God. Pray. Live righteous. Live holy. I don't care how you've been living. Do it now. Make a decision. I'm going to serve God with everything I have. And I guarantee you, you won't just survive. You'll thrive in these last days. And God will bless and touch you. Amen. Praise God. Lift your hands and worship God. Praise the Lord. Brother Frank already at the keyboard. Pray, play softly if you will. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and thank God for the name of Jesus. Thank God for his victory. Thank you, Father, that you sent your son, your great compassion for us, that we should live with such power on the earth, that men and women in a fallen state would be reborn. Even as these great songs and hymns we sang this morning echoed the hearts of men that lived hundreds of years before us, decades before us. It's the same heart. The songs that we sing, the love that we give is only our expression of our thankfulness that you have empowered us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We worship you. We glorify your name. Now, if you're here today, you say, Pastor, I've really, and I'm not going to try and, and uh, categorize all this. I'm just going to give it to you like the Holy Ghost gives it to me. You say, Pastor, I've really been dealing with some darkness. So that could mean a lot of things. That could mean a lot of things. Amen. But what we're going to do is we're going to stand on a couple of scriptures this morning. Number one in Colossians 1.13, who hath delivered us from the kingdom of darkness, from the power of darkness, excuse me, translated us into the kingdom of his, his dear son. Then we're going to stand on that scripture in 1 John. For this reason was the Son of God manifest that He might destroy the works of the devil. A sickness or disease in your body, that's darkness. Poverty, trying to get a hold of your finances is darkness. An addiction in your flesh is darkness. 
a mindset in your mind. That's darkness. Something going on at your job or your business, it's devil's trying to destroy. It's darkness. Darkness. But thank God, we have the light. Jesus is the light of the world. So if that's you this morning, say, Pastor, that's me. I'm struggling with darkness. I need the light. I need the name of Jesus spoken over me. The power of that name released to break that darkness. If you'll pray the prayer, I'll receive the anointing and that darkness will be broken over me. If that's you, stand right now. Stand right now. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Hallelujah. I'll give you a minute. I'll give you a moment. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, you know what it is. I don't, but I'm going to pray and we're going to release the power of that name. And when we do, you receive it. Amen? And you let go of that darkness in your life. You let it go. And you let the light come flooding in on you. Father, right now, Lord, in your precious presence, Lord, the sanctuary of God is infused with the aroma of your word. And Father, we thank you there's power in that. And Father, we thank you for the name of Jesus. Jesus, how can we thank you that you came and was made in the likeness of men and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross? Oh, but the Father has highly exalted you, given you a name above every name, that in the name of Jesus, every knee must bow, things in heaven, earth, under the earth. So today we target that name. We aim it at the darkness of every person standing right now. And we say to that darkness, you have been defeated by the light of God. He hath delivered us from your power and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, every bit of this darkness be dispelled in Jesus' name. In their minds, in their health, in their finances, in their lives. Darkness, go in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you right now. Just like a gentle rain falling in the springtime. Let grace begin to rain down. Rain down. Rain down. Thank you, Jesus. Rain down in this building. Let a grace begin to rain down. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I was holding a meeting at Pastor Sam Carr's church in Shreveport, Louisiana. And the Lord gave me a very unusual word of knowledge I don't think I've ever had before. You can be seated. At least I don't remember ever having one like that. But the, the word of knowledge was there are people here with unpayable debts. I really didn't know what that meant an unpayable debt. How can you have an unpayable debt? If you got the money, you can pay it. If you don't have the money, I guess it's unpayable. So anyway, there were about 15 or 20 people that came up there. So we just laid hands on them and went on with ministry. A few months later, we were in Tulsa, Pastor Mark and Janet's, and a couple came up to me that were a missionary couple, and they explained to me a situation they were in in trying to go to the mission field and selling their house. And how, because they had kind of got out in front of God a little bit and didn't do the right thing. Now they were without jobs, but had a mortgage and their house hadn't sold. So they had a debt that was impossible to pay. They said, 
on Monday morning, this was after the week that their, their conference was over, that first Monday morning, he said, we got a call and somebody paid us for our home more than we were asking and asked to close in like 10 days and our unpayable debt was paid off and now that couple's in the mission field, on the mission field. So something in my spirit about debt, that if you've got debt, now unpayable, I don't know, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know what that, that means, but you do. You know if that if that's if that's in your spirit, if you think, oh, I've, my, I, I got a debt I can't, I can't pay, it's eating me up. Amen. That's why you can't pay credit cards with credit cards and go get loans to pay debt. Did that, did that help you? You say, well, I did that. Well, you did the wrong thing. So now you got to do the right thing. But I believe there's a supernatural anointing to break death, debt off of people. Now, if you can pay it, you go pay it. Or if you're paying it off, pay it off. Get it paid off. Believe God to pay it off early. But I, if you're spinning your wheels, what do you mean by that? So, well, sometimes you're just paying interest. You're just, if you're spinning your wheels, I'm telling you, that thing just, and, and, this, and this economy of this world right now, you think it's going to be your friend? I mean, there, there, there's people that are being destroyed right now financially. It's crazy. Hallelujah. Praise God. So if that's you, you say, Pastor, I got a debt I can't pay. Stand up right now if that's you. So I guess you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Amen. We're going to believe God for a suddenly. Now that's the word the Lord put in my spirit for today. Amen. He just kind of touched me and said, now tell that story, but then tell them there's fixing to be some suddenlies that are going to happen. Father, right now. Okay, I'll tell them that. Did you know if you go back and study the different languages that were spoken around the time in which Goliath was alive from the land of the Philistines, you will find out that the word Goliath actually means a debt that cannot be paid. So you got a Goliath looking at you. You say, what? Well, that's good news because we know how to get rid of Goliaths. We got a little stone. We got a little sling called faith. And we know how to put that stone in that sling and sling it at that giant. Amen. Now, Father, you see your children standing. You spoke this to my spirit. You said, a suddenly and immediately. Dead, get your hands off these people. Your darkness. Your darkness. And them spinning their wheels trying to pay that debt is not working. So in the name of Jesus, dead, get off of these people. We call a supernatural explosion in the unseen realm to show up in the seen realm with a suddenly or an immediately of God that eradicates all debt. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, let go of these people's finances. In Jesus' name. Now you that are standing, lift your hands and receive it. Thank God for it. Come on, thank God for it. Thank God for it. Thank God for it. For with God, nothing is impossible. For with God, nothing is impossible. I like the Amplified. No word from God is without power or impossible of fulfillment. Hallelujah! Just begin to say it's done. It's done. Just count it. Just say it's done. Now every time that thought, that thought comes to your mind, you stop and say, no, no, on January the 29th, 
2023, we prayed a prayer of faith in the name of Jesus. Dad, you're not part of my life anymore. In Jesus' name, fight your fight. Get your victory. It belongs to you. I said, fight your fight. Get your victory. It belongs to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Isn't that good? Praise God. Hallelujah. Woo. I keep trying to close. Glory to God. Lift your hands and worship. Just lift your hands and worship. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we worship you, Father. We glorify your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Now, the darkness of depression. They say right now that depression is at an epidemic level in America. Could go to a pandemic level. I don't know how they determine one from another, but one is a regional, other is national. Pandemic, national, epidemics, regional. Depression is one of the most insidious tricks, is what it is, of the devil. Because it begins with a thought, moves over into the emotional realm. People that are clinically depressed, many times, they can't even, they don't even have physical strength. It's a horrible, horrible attack of the devil is what it is. If you've suffered with the darkness of depression, I want you to stand right now. I know it's difficult sometimes to admit things like that, but we all have fought it. But there's a darkness that depression brings that I'm telling you, if it's not broken over your life, it can, it can really harm or hurt you. And God doesn't want you living in depression. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right, I'll say that. God doesn't want you considering hurting yourself. That's not your answer. That's something the enemy is trying to put in your mind and destroy you with. So I'm just going to pray. You don't have to stand. I'm just going to pray. I know what I see in my spirit. The devil, you're a liar. I've been called to shepherd these people. I'm not their good shepherd. I'm not their great shepherd. I'm not their chief shepherd, but I am their under shepherd. And that carries rank and authority in the spirit. And I defy you, devil, to try to put a spirit of suicide or self-destruction on any person that names the name of Jesus anywhere around this church. For you are a liar and the father of it. And I break that thought pattern in the name of Jesus that will give that individual a breath in the spirit. They will catch their breath. They will strengthen themselves. And Father, you will deliver them from that darkness. And that lie of self-destruction will not happen. For devil, you are a liar and you will not destroy us. So Father, I thank you right now. Oh yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus that precious peace that only God can provide that passes all understanding hallelujah thank you Jesus now lift your hands and worship him one more time 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Wow. Okay. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to call these things out real quick and we're going to we're going to just speak the name. Somebody with you've had a recent yeah, I do. I see that. Uh uh you you for many years you've been free of a, of a migraine type headache and just recently actually since the first of the year actually 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 was right around Christmas time it began. These things have tried to come back on you. They can it was real small kind of first, but then here recently you've had a couple of them that were really migraine level headaches again. Well, you've not lost your healing. It's just a counterattack. I said, you've not lost your healing. It's just a counterattack. Now, there's another area of, and I don't know, Lord, help me with that. Okay. Uh, there's an area in the, in the, in the, in the, somebody's dental health that actually you need work, but you also need some supernatural work so that work can be done right. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And God, God says he'll send you to the right person if you'll pray. He'll send you to the right. But there, God says there'll be some work that man does, but then there'll be a supernatural work that man will have to testify to. Amen. So don't, don't lose your teeth. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you. Arthritis in the hands, causing the hands to be stiff. That's, that's got to go. In Jesus' name. And gee, something, something in, a, in an ankle, some individual's ankle. Yeah, thank you, Lord. You've got a pop or a, or a, uh, when you move your ankle, there's a, mine just popped twice when I did that. <laughs> You've got a, but this is, this is a, uh, this is not good. You know, it's a, it's a pop or, thank you, Lord, a catch. Does that make sense? Like a catch in your ankle. Like sometimes you'll just be walking like by groceries and that thing, a catch and you'll almost fall down. Well, that's going to be healed this morning. So you'll not, you'll not walk out with that. You'll not walk out, walk out with that. Then there's also uh, in a neck. You can go one way, but you can't go that other way. It just won't go that way. Praise God. So that's that's going to have to go. Amen. Praise God. What else have we got? Show me. Help me. Thank you, Father. Yes, everything, everything, everything in the respiratory area, everything in the sinuses that the devil has been trying to attack people with. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Let's all stand. Father, right now, each and every one of these now, we speak the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus over that dental problem, in the name of Jesus, in that ankle, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, church, receive from God. In Jesus' name. Yes, in those sinuses. Yes, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Devil, you're defeated. Every sickness is defeated. Every disease is defeated. Oppression is defeated. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, in those hands. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Repasso kisana mahaso kisana. Ingele manasa roto sifra dikishelehelo. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There's a message in tongues. Wave your hand at me. Praise the Lord. Looking around. Do you have that out? Give me. Give that out.
Now, be instructed this morning, for you shall enter into a time here upon the earth of great intensity of the affairs of man that will almost overwhelm many into thinking there's no hope and no way. But no, in you has been placed a life, a light, and a standard of righteousness, holiness, and joy. Yield unto the inner man. Yield unto that which is on the inside. For that which is on the outside shall become more and more precarious day by day. But your victory is secured. Your battle is won. And all that I desire for you is being released from heaven. Therefore, stand in the place of faith. Advance in your growth toward me. And you will see such marvelous things in the days ahead that they will astound you as I do bring you in to a move of my spirit, a move of my power, and a move of my name. You will rejoice and thank the Lord that he's been faithful unto you to bring you in to such a thing in these last days. Count yourself worthy as just those that have heard and responded to the voice of the Father. And you shall see in the days ahead not only a rescue, but a restoration of all that God desires to do in the church and the glory of it. So hope, hope for the future is yours. Hope, hope for that which God does is yours. And faith to receive it comes every time you gather around my word. Hallelujah. 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 Thank God. Thank God. Real quick, everyone bow your head, close your eyes quickly as we're dismissed. You're here today, you say, Pastor, I'm not living right. I'm not doing right. I need to be right with God. Please pray with me. If that's you, with nobody looking around, raise your hand up high so I can see it. If there's any here this morning, help me, ushers. I know we're standing. It's kind of awkward. Anyone at all? Danny, we good? Danny? Doc? Praise God. Doc, we good? Amen. Father, thank you for these wonderful people. This wonderful church, it's your church, Jesus. It's your church, Jesus. Thank you for the vision you've given. Thank you for the effectiveness we've achieved. But Father, we want more. We want more. More of your presence, more of your word, more of your righteousness and holiness in our lives. More of you, God. More of you, God. More of you, God. That's our prayer. So we leave today, as is our tradition, we appropriate the word of God to cover us with protection and safety during the week in our travels, in the righteous labor of our hand, in all that we set out to do. Thank you, Father. We're not subject to, to, to accidents, to trouble, to plans of the devil or wicked men, but no, we're kept, kept by the provision of God, the angelic host, the power of the word, the power of the Holy Ghost, and the power of the name of Jesus. Thank you also, Father, that our hearts are aflame with a passion for evangelism. We pass people every day. Let us be ever aware the gentle touch of your spirit to do this for that one, to say this to that one, to be your hand extended, your voice spoken, your love given to those that are without. Father, we leave today walking in faith and love towards you. We love you so much. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, anointed by the Holy Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.